0: Don't get into operations. It's a nasty business. If you go into it, you're going to get killed. They're very competitive. So focus on real estate.
1: Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? Are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about we do all this for free? Yeah, sure. Free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name. Episode 565 titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for, or higher for best practices. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Now, I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely one up being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that, adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff. Today, we're gonna be talking about a topic we have never interviewed someone about before. But as creepy as it sounds, I've actually dreamt about interviewing someone about this topic because I hadn't met anyone who invests in dot 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 parking lots and parking garages. So how you doing, John Roy?
0: Great, Joe. How you doing?
1: I am doing well and I'm pumped to talk about this stuff. I guarantee you no one's ever been more excited to talk about parking lots and parking garages than I am right now because again I've interviewed close to a 1,000 people, and not one person has invested, or at least I've talked to about investing in parking lots and parking garages. A little bit about John. He is the founder of JNL Parking, a parking investments company. He's been featured on CNBC as an expert in parking from his guide, The Ultimate Parking Business Buyer's Guide. He's on the board of the National Parking Association and is a certified parking professional. He is based in Fort Worth, Texas, my hometown. With that being said, John, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus?
0: Thank you, Joe. I don't want to put the listeners to sleep with uh, all the accolades and parking. Sometimes it's it's not a very exciting topic to talk about, but people that know about the subject, once they start learning about it, they can't stop talking about it, and they always say... I never really looked at it as an investment. I know that I always have to pay. So it's something that's relatable to everybody because we've all had to pay for this, but we never really think about it as an asset class. So once people come around and learn about it, they're usually very motivated to learn more about the investment and how they can get involved.
1: Well, let's talk about how do you make money with parking lots or part? Well, first off, let's do this before you answer that question. How about you tell us the business model behind parking lots and the business model behind parking garages and if we can group them together in the same conversation or if we have to have two separate conversations?
0: Great. Here's the basic business. It's the business of taking blacktop or pavement, an 18 by 10 section, and renting it over and over and over with very little upkeep and no TIs and very little headaches when you do it properly. That is the basic business model. Now, as with anything, it's a lot more complicated, but what you really are looking for when you're looking at parking investments is what is my demand generator? That is the number one thing that you always have to ask yourself. So we look for certain demand generators and certain demographics where we love universities, we love courthouses, We love hospitals, and we love sporting events. We focus on those areas that have just proven time and time again to be great demand generators for people in need of parking.
1: Universities, courthouses, sporting events, and what else? What was the fourth one? Hospitals. Yes, I have driven to all four of those and parked somewhere. That makes sense. How do you run the numbers?
0: It is calculated on a cap rate basis. So a lot of times people get hung up in the price per space, what you're paying. it similar to the hotel industry and a lot of other industries. Well, they'll, they'll look at the price per key, but really in parking, it comes down to your cap rate. You look at it and you analyze it just like any other business. You'll take your revenue minus expenses. You end up with your net operating income and you look at it based on a cap rate. Now, There's opportunities within that, and you can't always be scared of the cap rate because some of our best deals are purchased at low cap rates that we immediately turn around, fix the operations, and can increase the cap rate sometimes by three to 400 basis points.
1: Will you give us an example?
0: We were looking at a deal up in Milwaukee. It's a great little parking market. Not a lot of big institutional investors are really clamoring to look at some of these great Midwestern towns, but we found a listing where an owner was selling a Thai restaurant and a parking lot. So a lot of people are going to be chasing Thai restaurants in downtown Milwaukee. So we went up there, took a look at it and we found a great opportunity in the surface lot. We didn't really want the Thai restaurant. That's not our forte. So we convinced the owner to keep the restaurant. We would purchase her parking lot for a million dollars. Now, On a cap rate, it was a 5% rate of return. Didn't look great, but what we saw is we saw opportunity. We saw the traditional signs that you look for, which is an attendant taking cash, not good signing, no automation, just the operations were wrong. He was catering to monthly parkers, which in the parking industry, you don't typically want a lot of monthly parkers. You want daily, what we call transient parkers that are going to turn the spaces over and over again. So, We purchased it on a five-cap, then we turned around and signed a lease with Standard Parking, which is the largest parking operator in the country, for $155,000 a year. After our taxes, we were at an unlevered rate of return of 14%. We signed a 10-year lease, so we don't even operate the lot. That's not our model. We're not operators. And we have a tenant in there that's a publicly traded company, and we have a great asset that we could probably turn around and, and make some good money on.
1: So you're not operators. That's what you just said. So you usually, standard parking, is that the name of the company? Usually just lease out your stuff to them?
0: And there are hundreds, if not thousands of parking operators in the country. Okay. So when somebody wants to get into parking, the easiest thing to do is to get into the operation side of it. Very few people have the capital, the wherewithal, the patience to actually invest in the real estate. And that's really what's made us successful is that we invest in the actual physical real estate asset of parking. And then we turn around and lease it. And it's a cutthroat industry among operators. They operate on very low profit margins. So you're actually able to get really good lease terms from parking operators throughout the country.
1: Okay. So you're buying the actual real estate, the parking lot but then you're leasing it out so you don't have to operate it because, as you said, it's a cutthroat business and it's tough to make some money on that unless you're well-funded and well-oiled machine.
0: I'm going to jump to the end of your show here where I'm going to offer your listeners the best advice ever.
1: Oh, you're killing my format. I've got to ask you the question. we got lead-up music and everything, so I'm going to ask you the question and then we're going to keep our conversation going. What is your best real estate investing advice ever since you forced my hand?
0: Don't get into operations. If you're going to get into parking, get into the physical real estate side of it. Don't get into operations. It's a nasty business. If you go into it, you're going to get killed. They're very competitive. So focus on real estate. That's really my talk here is that we're driven by real estate. There's no money to be made in operations, very little. Let's look at the actual ownership of assets. Now, however, we have a lot of experience in operations because we've done that in the past. So we could literally walk into a parking lot or a parking garage and within the first five minutes be able to say, okay, this is how we're going to improve the operations. This is how we're going to drive our return. Here's what they're doing right. Here's what they're doing wrong. So once you know that, then you can drive the actual value. For people who want to get into this type of business, what I always tell them is if you find a great site – contact two or three operators, let them do the due diligence by having them give you offers to lease this parking space from you, and you'll have three competitive bids, and you'll be able to know pretty quickly what the real value of that asset
1: is without Mm -hmm. getting in trouble. Okay. Obviously, you need to have it under contract at that point when you get the bids, right? Not necessarily, no,
0: because if it hasn't been sold and you're doing your due diligence work before, it doesn't take the operator very long to give you an operating bid. It usually takes about a week to get a bid back as long as it's not a very complicated process.
1: But the concern would be that they'd buy it and take it out from under you.
0: That's correct, yeah. So if you're in a marketplace that's competitive depending on the market, sometimes these assets are gone very quickly. So you do have to tie it up and then start your due diligence. And that's usually the process that we follow. Mm-hmm.
1: You said you can walk into a parking garage and know pretty quickly what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. You already mentioned two things that are wrong, an attendant taking cash and not good signage. What else is wrong that you've commonly seen?
0: I'm going to give you an example for a garage, and this is very common. We had an example of a garage in Baltimore where they couldn't make money. They were operating in a negative, and we walk in there, and there's another garage just a few doors down, that is just killing it. I mean, absolutely killing it. It doesn't take very long for us to walk in there and say it's the lighting. You have a lot of female clients who will not park in a garage that's not well lit, that's dingy, that's dirty. And a lot of times you'll neglect that demographic of your business, which is a huge mistake. So first thing we tell people is make the appearance presentable and welcoming and don't ignore that demographic of your clientele. They want to be able to feel safe the whole time. Safety is a huge issue in garages. So just simple things like fixing up the lighting, cleaning up the place, new paint will do wonders in in turning around that garage.
1: And then things people do right with their parking garages, proper lighting, having an automated good signage and clean with new paint.
0: That's correct. You want a garage that's presentable good lighting. You want the latest technology. You want to be able to have a garage where people can come in, pay, and get out quickly. They don't want to wait in lines. They don't want to deal with cash. They don't want to deal with tellers a lot of the time. So the business is moving away from the human factor into almost complete automation. So you really do find opportunities out there when you find what we call the dinosaurs, people still taking cash or some people will be familiar with the honor boxes. Those are those boxes with a bunch of slots in them that you fold your dollar up yep. 10 times and slip it in there. So whenever you see that, it's a great opportunity. You know, on average, that according to studies through the National Parking Association, there's about a 30% theft rate whenever you're dealing with cash.
1: You say death rate?
0: No, theft.
1: Theft. Okay.
0: <laughs> not that. I guess it could, it, well, let's not talk about that, but yeah, theft rate. Death so rate. people are stealing money, in other yeah, words. Yeah, it's yeah. a cash business. It's been going on for years, yeah. and it's changing, but there still are some opportunities out
1: there. Okay, so if we find a parking garage or parking lot that had any of the things you just mentioned that are wrong, then it could be a telltale sign that we have a motivated seller or someone who would be interested in selling. How do we get in touch with that person?
0: You rarely see signs for parking lots and parking garages for sale. I don't know if you've ever have seen one yourself, but it's, no, it's very, very rare. And that's the thing. Most of the times they're done quietly. That's why we're in such demand in the industry, and that's why we specialize in what we do. And it's really relationship-driven, and you have to do your work. We call it pounding the pavement, getting out there, Going to cities, we focus on downtown areas and we'll walk around and we'll look for garages and lots that have some of the telltale signs that we just discussed and we'll call the office back and they'll do a title search, tax search, and then we just start dialing and trying to get a hold of people. And sometimes it takes years before they come around, but eventually we see that if they get the right prize, they'll be interested in selling.
1: What's that conversation sound like when you reach out to them initially?
0: Never. I will never sell this asset. It generates great cash. I'm not in a hurry to sell. That's typically the conversation. That's how it starts. And over time, you just kind of break them down, and sometimes you'll bring them offer, and you'll pique their curiosity. A lot of the time, sellers don't have an idea that uh, their asset could be worth as much. So once you present a number that they were really thinking about, they tend to start opening up. Sometimes there's deaths in the families. There are generational assets that are passed down, and the next generation doesn't have any interest in operating them as parking assets.
1: If we find a parking lot and we like, well, you know what, I might be able to get this person to sell me it, what are the top three leasing companies, or who are the top three leasing companies I should reach out to?
0: The biggest one is standard parking. They go by ticker symbol SP. They're publicly traded, so you can actually invest in them. You have a lot of regional operators. So if you're on the East Coast, you have a company called Icon slash Lanier. They're a pretty big one. You have a Canadian company named Impark. It's growing rapidly here in this country. And then I would say ABM is another one that's a pretty big company in the Midwest. So there's no shortage of operators throughout the
1: country. What type of risk should we be aware of as someone who has real estate experience but not this type of experience in this industry?
0: This is why parking, in my opinion, is the greatest asset because it's really a hybrid of investment vehicles. You have basically a bond that pays you regular payments once you sign a lease with an operator. And it's also a stock because the land underneath it appreciates in value and it's always for future development, whether it's a garage or a surface lot in a downtown. So you have a stock, you have a bond, it's all backed by real estate. And you also have basically a tip that protects you against surges in inflation because you have annual CPI increases built into your lease. So a typical investment is you purchase a, surface lot in downtown, you sign a lease for $100,000 a year plus 2.5% annual CPI increases. So you have this guaranteed income for the next 10 years. Here are the risks that you have if you don't get a guaranteed lease from an operator. The biggest risk is the government through taxation. But I guess that's an inherent risk through all real estate. But what some cities will do is that is really attack parking in the form of a parking tax, because that's usually the low-hanging fruit for cities. So they could implement overnight a 10% parking tax. Now, typically, it's a pass-through cost to the consumer, but that's really the biggest risk that you have. If you've done your due diligence properly and don't have any environmental risk on the land below you, there's really not a lot of risk because if the operator stops paying you, you just move on to the next
1: operator. You mentioned environmental risks. Who does the due diligence on this? What type of professionals do we need to hire in order to do all the due diligence that we possibly need to do on a parking lot?
0: Number one, you start with an operator. Get them to give you a guaranteed lease. I can't emphasize that enough. Number two, you are going to do the due diligence on the surface lot, and here's how it's going to go. You're going to tie it up for 45 days. You're going to order property condition report if it's a garage. You want to know that the garage is structurally sound. Do not ever buy a parking garage without a property condition report because there's a lot of swindlers out there that'll try to sell your garage that's falling apart or could be condemned. And those are usually huge expenses. So get a clean bill of health through a property condition report. You're also going to get environmental report. And this is more prevalent for surface lots and garages. But you want to make sure that the land that you're purchasing has not been contaminated in the past because you could potentially be liable even if it's before you purchase this asset. So once you get a clean phase one, as we call it, then you're fine. If they come up with what's called wrecks or Recognized Environmental Concerns, you need to order a phase two where they will actually drill into the surface and try to get samples of any contamination. So if it comes back that they're are contaminations, walk away. Don't do anything but walk away. If you get a clean face two, then you can proceed with the deal. And it's as simple as that. You're gonna get a survey, which is standard for most real estate, and you're gonna get a clean title. As long as you get that done, then it'll be a very good investment for you.
1: Anything else we haven't talked about as it relates to investing in parking lots and parking garages that you want to mention?
0: It's tough to do. It's tough to find these assets, but if you do, most of the time you need debt. So you want to leverage these assets. Typically, in today's market, you can actually get debt on these parking assets, where in the past you really couldn't, especially surface lots. Banks would look at them as land plays, and you know how difficult and expensive it is to get financing for raw land. But now with about 35% down, You can actually buy these assets. As long as you prepare a good pro forma, showing the cash flows, and especially if you have a guaranteed lease from an operator, you can get financing pretty easily. So I would say people that want to get into this realm, don't get discouraged. It's going to take you some time, but if you ever do find a great asset, you could buy it and make it work. At worst case scenario, you can pass it on to us and we'll give you a referral fee. So there's opportunities to be had. You just have to be patient with it.
1: The chicken before the egg thing that I'm getting tripped up on is this guaranteed lease from the operator, but then also getting financing because the bank's going to want to make sure that you have the guaranteed lease, but you can't get the guaranteed lease until you actually own it. So how does that work? That's a great
0: point. Thank you for pointing that out. Sometimes you get so caught up in your industry, you do it so much that you think everybody understands it. But Guaranteed lease is just as simple as getting a commitment letter from the operator. And the commitment letter will specify all the details. You will actually work through a lease, and then the day that you close on the property, the lease will be in place. So the contract is really contingent upon closing. So you get the commitment letter from the operator. You will sign a lease, and it will state that on this date, The lease commences as long as the deal closes.
1: Makes sense. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's go. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at the com. The fish have swallowed
0: the whale. It deals with Sam Samuri and the Banana King. If people have not read that, that would be the number one book that you need to read right now. (laughs) Get it on your list. You won't be able to put it down. Amazing book.
1: The Fish That Swallowed the Whale?
0: About bananas. Who would have ever thought a book about bananas would be the best book that one could ever read?
1: Wait, wait. I want to make sure I got the title down right. The Fish That Swallowed the Whale in Bananas? What's the title?
0: (laughs) The Fish That Swallowed the Whale. That's the title, and it okay. deals with making of the Banana King.
1: Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> There's a lot of nouns thrown into that title. Okay, cool. Best ever deal you've done?
0: Downtown Cincinnati. We took an old mall. We converted it into a parking garage, purchased it for $14.5, approximately. And when I say we purchased it, we helped a real estate group buy it. Now, potentially, worth 25 to $28 million.
1: How long Two ago? Two years later. Two years later, Two how, years. Much, how much did you put in to make that conversion?
0: It was already done, so it was turnkey at 14 and a half.
1: Oh, wow. Best ever way you like to give back?
0: I like to volunteer. My expertise in parking, like I said, it's a difficult field to get into, but I will always take calls and give people advice. They're free to call me on my cell phone, and I'll walk them through a process. I have no problem doing that.
1: Just on that best ever deal, you said it was a mall, and now it's a parking garage, right? Correct.
0: It was a mall. It's downtown on Race Street and 3rd, if you know Cincinnati. And it was uh, repurposed into a parking garage, about 775 spaces. And it's been an absolute home run.
1: It was repurposed after you purchased it or before?
0: It was concurrent. So we had a deal in place with the city and a contractor to buy it and have them convert it into a parking garage. It took about Eight to 12 months for completion, but once it was done, it opened, and we so almost filled that garage up within two months.
1: So you didn't have to pay for the conversion?
0: We did, yeah. So You did, okay. Basically, How much the did... conversion, land, everything, all in 14.
1: Okay, I'm with you now. Got it. What's a mistake you've made on a deal, on a very tactical level?
0: Partnering up with a developer where you contribute the land, and they don't contribute Enough equity themselves, so we will never do that again
1: and where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? Go on my
0: website and you can find both me and my partner's contact information and feel free to, to give us a call if you're ever in Dallas or Fort Worth, look me up and love to have a drink or dinner with
1: you. Well, the theme has been clear that's for sure on parking, and that is if you get in the parking and you get into operations, then you did not listen to this episode very closely because John does not want you in parking operations. Instead, buying the parking lot or garages and then finding a operator that has the experience to then enter into a lease with them. And we talked about a bunch of stuff from the due diligence that you need to do to how you make money, which is through that lease, which is something I didn't know. And then also you said at the very beginning of our conversation how you don't want monthly parkers. You prefer to have more transient parking and you look for universities, courthouses, sporting events, and hospitals. And then also the ways to do a parking garage right and wrong. And when we look at the wrong areas, perhaps we find a motivated seller. Or in your case, you said not a lot of times are they motivated. So really just someone who should be selling and perhaps eventually will sell to you if you stay in their ear long enough. So thanks so much for being on the show, John. Hope you have a best-ever day, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Joe, my pleasure. Thank you.
1: Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast, where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at thereifoundation.libson.com.